Hello and welcome to a special bonus Saturday DFS episode. Matt Harmon from Yahoo here chatting with my buddy TJ Hernandez from 444. TJ, what's going on, man? Matt Harmon, good to talk to you like always. Excited for um, week four. Um, usually this is our quarter mark, 25%, but we have 18 weeks in the season, so we're not at the quarter mark quite yet. And even the whole like... Um, <laughs> I rem- especially when I worked back at uh, NFL Network, it was such a big deal. Like after week four, the quarter poll, like the, <laughs> yeah. we got to talk about the quarter, the quarter poll of the season. It's like it's not really though, because the the season is seventeen weeks. And well, our also- season, our season is fantasy. Seven week, the last week of the season doesn't matter to to us. I love. Hey, I love week 17 and i'm still i'm so confused about not playing fantasy because only like looney tunes i mean we're D, but this is a dfs podcast we play you even play the DFS last week, even week. the last week of dfs is awful it is awful but at least it's like i don't know i don't mind things that are awful that's, <laughs> that's true. a weird a weird you're talk, statement you're talking I, to me fair point I, and i've been talking to you on podcast now since like 2014 so clearly i'm into things yes. <laughs> that's horrible uh but seriously no i think i think week 17 is fun we'll see what week 17 looks like this week or this year and then week 18 i mean my brain hasn't even begun to comprehend that and i should probably keep us a little more on the tracks here than talking about week 18 before uh, i get kicked off as a host of this podcast but definitely to make sure i don't get kicked off as a host i have to do the little pre-show business here sign up for yahoo fantasy plus Take it for a test drive, uh, a free trial, if you will, at yahoofantasyfootball.com slash plus. It's great. I mean, the Trade Hub alone is worth it. So I keep talking about the Trade Hub whenever I can. Trade Hub is good. Go do download or start Yahoo Fantasy Plus. Like, give me a break. It's a, it's a, free, it's a free trial. Come on. Go for it. All right, TJ. Week three was an interesting one. I think week three in Daily Fantasy brought me my first... And if you play daily fantasy, you, you 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 have to know that this is coming. It brought my first like searing pain of self hatred and regret. Mm-hmm. Yes. In that going into Sunday, you know I've got Matthew Stafford and Tyler Higby kind of locked and loaded, especially in our um, FFL uh, group, like you know where I really want to beat Tank Williams at DFS this year because he just keeps I can't stand him showboating for another year on the show. It just I don't really care about winning these things usually, but it's too much with Tank. Like we've got to do something about this. But I actually have a tank. Sec- sh- I have a tank shout out coming up later, but we'll uh, uh, we'll get uh, to oh, that. Oh, good. All right, well we'll get great. So I'm freaking trying to get Tank to stop showboating on on FFL, and you're gonna you're gonna showboat for him here. How fantastic! He'll be happy uh, to hear about this. I'm sure he's not gonna listen to the show, but that's fine. I but of course I'm sitting there last minute Sunday morning, literally during the show, tinkering with my lineup and end up you know thinking to myself. Justin Fields, we talked about on the show, Justin mm. Fields, the scrambling, the mobility. Um, I yank and the, the the salary that he allows you to access bigger guys. Mm-hmm. I pull Matthew Stafford out for Justin Fields and TJ. I hate myself. Yeah, we we overlooked the um the offensive line woes, which is obviously yes. um a huge one. And 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 the Matt Nagy woes. How how do we forget that oh he's God. not why would Matt Nagy call plays that lets his mobile quarterback roll out and improvise during the play um we we didn't account for that so yeah i i was right there with you with with the justin fields i i had some some big bucks riding on fields so um for for better or worse at least we're putting our money where our mouth is exactly yeah so uh definitely yeah, for for worse definitely in week three but hopefully for better in week four yeah i just can't believe i didn't think to myself Miles Garrett's about to what Miles Garrett, that freak show of a human being literally popping out of his jacket on the NFL draft. One of the best defensive players in the NFL is about to go line up against Jason Peters, who was quite literally on his boat. Man, like it's, it's a rough month to ago. watch. It's rough. To, it's rough to watch. 
it was rough to watch. But what's not going to be rough is our week four picks. We've got some good ones this week. I've seen yours. Pretty excited about it. And speaking of rushing quarterbacks, TJ, you're going right back to the well here with your top pick at quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, there's there's no reason not to. Hurts at $32 um, against the Chiefs in the game with a over-under near 55. Uh, Hurts, as bad as, as the Eagles have been in real life, we saw them get smoked by the Cowboys uh, this past week. Um, Hurts is as advertised from a fantasy perspective. He's the QB4 in points per game if we use Yahoo DFS scoring. He's one of five quarterbacks uh, with at least 20 Yahoo points in all three of his games this year. The, the skeleton key that we're always looking for is that rushing yardage from our fantasy quarterbacks. He's second rushing yardage to one Lamar Miller. Uh, Kansas City 4 for 4 just came out with their initial schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed, our signature metric, which uh, basically takes the, the bias out of those mm-hmm. fantasy point matchups. Uh, Kansas City second in points allowed to quarterbacks when adjusted for strength of schedule. And uh, even though the Eagles are underdogs here, this is one game that, that should pace up, not just because of the score. Both of these teams top 10 in neutral pace, according to Football Outsiders. Um, that's seconds per play in one score game. So um, as long as the Eagles can keep it relatively close, uh, we should have a pretty quick game. And even if they do fall behind, that just means Hertz is going to be passing. We saw him eclipse that 300 yard mark for the first time of the season last week. Um, lots of fantasy goodness when you're playing Hertz uh, pretty much in any spot, but especially against the Chiefs. Yeah, it's a great spot. Uh, I'll talk more about that game a couple of times a little bit later. But just on Jalen Hurts specifically, one interesting note, for him is uh, he's second highest in terms of the rate of his passes that have been screens. Actually, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is number one, which I think is pretty interesting. And Hertz's passer rating on screens is like 117. His pass rating on just traditional passes is right around that 90 mark. So there's a pretty deep drop off there. And I think that just kind of shows who he is as a player. But you're right. From a fantasy perspective, he still has like 22 points in Yahoo Daily Fantasy uh, against the Cowboys in a game where he was objectively bad. So it just really doesn't matter when you have that rushing equity that's what we that's what we thought we were gonna get with Justin Fields last week but at least um Jalen Hurts is not playing for the Bears offense so that helps him no I agree with that pick mine is Josh Allen super uh easy to explain here $34 um I really think uh and I, my pick later we can just skip out we can just talk about it right now group them together at wide receiver is Stefan Diggs at just 30 bucks Diggs uh, has seen a boatload of targets. His target share has come down a little bit from what it was last year, which is sort of to be expected because not only do they have Emmanuel Sanders playing really good football for them right now and proving to be what like what uh, John Brown was that for them in 2019, Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has basically given them like just as good at that player. And they still have Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley firing off. So just goes to show this passing offense is still incredibly healthy. I think Diggs has some bankable deep ball, positive like progression in his range of outcomes. I think him and uh, Josh Allen are just one for eight in terms of 15 plus yard passes right now going against the Texans in a game where we expect uh, the bills to control this contest. And the bills don't just like, when they get ahead, take the air out of the football. Nope. They keep throwing that thing. You know, yes. they're not going to stick the ball in Zach Moss and Devil, Devin Singletary's belly like 35 times or something. So um, I love putting stacking these two together. Uh, both of them are my high uh, value picks in terms of quarterback and wide receiver. Uh, Josh Allen is four for four's top projected quarterback of the week. He's priced as a quarterback five on Yahoo. So obviously a lot of value there. Um, and, and Diggs, I mean, you mentioned his target share, but uh, target share is obviously very important in an offense like this though. Uh, the overall volume is, is pretty bankable and he's pretty much on par with his targets per game last year. Four for four also came out with their first 
wide receiver uh, model, basically uh, uh, players that are are underperforming the breakout model. And Diggs is right up mm. there. I mean, his, his usage yeah. um, in the end zone, deep balls, uh, volume overall, it's all where it's supposed to be. That, that's going to come together. I wouldn't worry about Diggs at all. Uh, and, and you might get him at... He, he won't be unpopular, but uh, people are going to go towards Devont- the Devontes and the Cups a little bit more than Diggs just because of the, the perceived um, competition for targets, but all, all about Buffalo this week. Yeah, definitely. We absolutely love it. All right, your second pick at quarterback here, your lower value guy, definitely caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah. Uh, please explain why the people should play Jacoby Brissett at 20 bucks. It caught me off guard when I looked at the projections and he was um, four for four second value on Yahoo behind your Josh Allen. Um, we saw Brissett put up a, a decent 20.3 Yahoo points last week against a Raiders defense that I, I don't think they're great, but they played well against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Obviously, say what you will uh, against Pittsburgh, but uh, had a decent Rushing game. Rushing the passer well, man. Yeah, the, the, the Raiders the are rushing the passer extremely well. Yeah, for sure. So so Brissett put up, puts up a, a decent 20 points, which if you're going to get 20 points from a, a $20 quarterback, you're going to be happy with that. Uh, the Colts are uh, 11th in schedule, just p- fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And we talk about the, the skeleton key rushing. Um, if we look at Jacoby Brissett, granted, it's a limited sample, but in uh, a little bit of time a week two and all of week three, he's rushed on every 11 and a half snaps. That's on pace with Kyler, mm. who's one rush every 11.6 snaps. Uh, Josh Allen, one rush every 12.2 snaps. So he's going to give you some rushing floor. Um, and then Miami, they, they haven't really, uh, you, you might not realize it from their raw stats, but they are trying to get it done through the air. Um, fifth in neutral pass rate, top 10 in neutral pace. So I think against this Colts defense that that has struggled a little bit on the back end, uh, Jacoby Brissett could at least meet value for you and, and open up some salary uh, other spots in your lineup to get to players like Diggs. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? A $20 quarterback is definitely going to help you along the rest of your lineup. That's huge. You can't, um, even especially if he has some sort of rushing bonus with Jacoby Brissett is not one of these. He's not Jalen Hurts or something like sure. that. But, I mean, he's 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 got enough of a rushing floor to bank on. And I also thought it was interesting, too, that Jalen Waddell is a guy who I really, really liked coming into the NFL. Um, uh, your colleague, John Paulson, I think, has has used my work to just pump pump yeah. Jalen Waddle yeah. so yeah. hard. <laughs> he yeah. loves Jalen Waddle. He's like always asking me about Jalen. Like, tell me more good things about yeah. Jalen Waddle. But one of the good things about Jalen Waddle is that he is. So, we've seen sort of the short area stuff come together for him almost to an extreme degree where he has 12 catches for 58 yards on 13 targets last week. But the fact that Jalen Waddle's got that short connection with Jacoby Brissett is good because if you know anything about Jalen Waddle, like the big play is coming at some point. Brissett can do that. He doesn't throw deep very often. Like he's a sub 10% uh, deep ball thrower, but at the same time, Against this Colts defense that hasn't been very good, I do think is a it's a pretty good week to chase sort of that potential upside for Jalen Waddle, which will trickle into Jacoby Brissett. Jalen Waddle just eighteen bucks too, like for the amount of volume he's getting right now, it's not a bad bet uh, either. My uh, second quarterback pick here is Baker Mayfield at twenty four dollars. Couple of things about this one: number one, whatever Kirk Cousins is doing with his little bubble plexiglass thing or, or wherever he is, he should keep doing it. Cause he's play Kirk cousins is playing great now na- right now, but Kirk cousins in this game with the 51 uh, projected point total is like $34 where Baker Mayfield is $24. 
obviously, I think from like a ranking standpoint, you'd put Kirk ahead of Baker. Just because these both both these teams want to establish the run, but the Browns are a little bit more aggressive about it. They're first right now in rushing offensive DVOA, and they're tenth in passing. But that's the thing with Baker is I think the efficiency in this matchup could be there. Vikings defense, little hit or miss, and the fact that uh, Odell is back, I think, is huge. Beckham looked great to me last week. He is kind of expensive at $27 for like his second game back of the season. And he just had like all the opportunity metrics were there. I think like from a per game standpoint, he's top five and weighted opportunity per game. Um, he ran 34 routes last week, but the thing with Beckham is like, he only had 77 yards, but he drew a couple pass interferences. Him and Baker connected on a, a, a nice back shoulder throw. Like I'm just really want these two to destroy the whole narrative of like, they can't have chemistry. These guys just, there's no chemistry between Baker. Mayfield. Like, give me a break. They, they, they're going to figure it out. And I just really like Baker's depressed price in this matchup. I like the exposure to Odell without having to pay up for Beckham. Um, so overall, yeah, he's just a guy that I think if you're looking for cheap quarterbacks, uh, he's a pretty good option. It's a good game to target in general. It's just a, it's a weird week where we have um, the high over unders or the game the teams with high implied point totals also have pretty big spreads. So you can make the argument that there there aren't really any bankable shootouts, even though the over unders are high. So if we're going to to target a game that that might shoot out compared to the other ones, uh, this one actually kind of stands out to me. I think it'll just end up flying a little bit under the radar because we have a 54 point, a 52 point, a 55 point. Uh, we got the Rams and the Chiefs and the Bills all around 30 points. So I, I just think naturally these two teams are going to fly under the radar. Um, but I, I do like the, the Baker side of it, especially with Odell as well. Yeah, definitely. Again, it just helps that he has that attachment to Beckham there. All right, let's move to running backs. You just wrote on the outline, Derrick Henry, yes, which I think I know what you mean by that, but I was pretty tempted to say, like, Derrick Henry, 41 bucks, put him in my fade. I didn't have the stones to do it because I think fade Derrick Henry is a sure way to hate yourself. So explain why you just wrote yes. Um, Because this isn't a Q&A show. And if if it was one, the number one question would be, are you paying $41 for Derrick Henry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I, I'm trying to. So that's why I have yeah. Jacoby. That's why I have the Jacoby Brissets of the world in my in my player pool. Right. So yes, the answer is I'm trying to get to forty one dollar Derrick Henry. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, I agree. So I'm glad I did not write him in my in my fades <laughs> in my fades piece. So yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But I mean, listen, it's Derrick Henry going against the Jets. The Titans should smash in this game. They should. On the Jets side, I. You you have the Titans defense later, so we'll we'll save that talk. Uh, we'll save that talk. You also have Jonathan Taylor here, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting because people are definitely starting to get a little nervous about Jonathan Taylor in season long fantasy. You know, Naheem Hines is he's got that passing down role locked in, and you know this is a matchup where what is what is what is this what's the spread on this game? What's the spread? Uh, on, I believe um, it's one in favor of Miami. I mean, I'm connected to half, the internet. One and a half yeah. in favor of Miami. Dep- yeah, de- one and a half, two, depends on where you're looking. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's a close, either way, it's a close game. This is the type of game Jonathan Taylor should be pretty involved in. Yeah, and I actually, I, I just kind of like this game in one that could kind of sneakily hit the over. Um, I already talked about Jacoby Brissett, and then on Miami side, they've just been horrible against running backs. They're 31st in schedule, just fantasy points allowed to the position. They've allowed 100-yard games to Damian Harris and Peyton Barber. And uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, I, I mean, 
yeah, people are worried about the snaps. They're they're worried that they had uh, him and Naheem Hines had eleven to an eleven touch split last week. But this is still a running back that, in good situations, when he does get it going, he can still dominate and will dominate. And Miami's a team that he can do that against. And, and we talked about Stephon Diggs being able to regress to his usage. Listen, Jonathan Taylor f- for the. Overall splits he's getting, sure, that's a concern. He's also mm-hmm. second in carries inside the 10-yard line. That's going to turn into touchdown. So, um, again, I, I just think this game has sneaky upside because of the the points that I've laid out. And uh, I think this is just a get-right spot for Taylor. And if you are playing tournaments, the baller on Yahoo, which has $250,000 guaranteed overlay and negative uh, management fee, then Taylor's going to be very unpopular in that contest. Yeah, I think that is a great call. The fact that he will be pretty unpopular in in that situation is you know again anytime you this is where like playing season long and kind of following the week to week tenor around players can be very advantageous for a dfs player because yeah. you want to like people I'd, I'd say most people are, are playing both right so if there's if they've got jonathan taylor on their uh season long teams they're hating it they're not going to be clicking him in dfs so in that way he does make for uh, a nice move in that regard my uh expensive back 29 bucks aaron jones aaron jones has just been electric i think to start the season outside the saints game who cares about that like we all know at this point like we ju- we're just tossing that in the trash um green bay gets the steelers this week um green bay gets the steelers i believe they are um they're at home the, the packers are at home they're they're a home favorite and the steelers stink man i mean the steelers are just completely cooked right like Ben Roethlisberger should have retired. I don't know what he's doing out there right now. Did you see this? The Steven Ruiz cut up of like <laughs> putting him to the old timey music. Have you seen no, that? No, no, no. I'll have to send it to you after yeah. the show. It is. It, I will send it. I mean, it is the. I. I don't know that I've like cracked up at something <laughs> on Twig on football Twitter in a long time. Like that made me crack up. But anyways, if people haven't seen it, go to Stephen Ruiz's Twitter page. He writes for the Ringer. You'll figure it out. Um, it's hilarious. Anyways, Ben Roethlisberger's cooked. That's what you'll find in that video. That's what you'll find anytime you watch the Steelers. I think the Packers are just going to run like all over this, all over the Steelers team that's banged up. Um, the Packers are generally pretty run heavy and positive game scripts where they're right around like sort of the middle of the pack. So yeah, I, I just think Aaron Jones is, is a great like core play this week. Yeah, I like that spot a lot. I mean, they're, they're just a concentrated offense in general, and, and that's what I, I'm looking for, whether it's the passing game um, or just the offense overall. If there's going to be goal line or, or red zone opportunities, they're typically just going to be Aaron Jones and Devontae. Now, obviously, Tanyan and, and MVS are going to gonna uh, get some, some big splash plays in there, but when they get in close, it's pretty much two options, and, and it's those two guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it totally makes sense. All right. Give me your cheaper running back who is basically the the direct opposite of Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) Yeah. uh, A player that I mean, the the one thing that DeAndre Swift at $16 does kind of have in common with Taylor is he doesn't have a huge backfield share, only about 55% of the backfield touches. But the difference is uh, DeAndre Swift is heavily involved in the passing game. And even on a site like Yahoo, that's only half PPR. um, That is still uh, insanely valuable, Uh, not just because you get the half point um, per catch, but because he's going to stay involved in the game no matter how the game plays out. He's top two uh, in both targets and catches and, and 
and 444 Sam Hoppin does a insights and analytics usage report every week. And he looks at what we call high value touches. It weights goal line work plus targets. And Swift is near the top in high value touches per game. Uh, Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, and Najee Harris, the only guys close to or above him in those high value touches per game. So yeah, you could say he, he might not be seeing the, the, 22, 23 touches that like a Joe Mixon might be seen. But when he's getting the ball, it's in very valuable situations. And I actually like, we talked about Justin Fields at the top. I actually like Detroit to come out of this with a sneaky good game script because their pass rush has been very good. We saw that against Lamar last week. That's been the the one strong point of their defense. And Chicago's offensive line has been very bad. So if this can fall into a good game script for the Lions, it only uh, boosts Swift's outlook. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he is so involved in the passing game is like kind of a core part of Detroit's offense. Jared Goff has more yards after catch than any other quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, and that is because he's getting into running backs like him and Jamal Williams, getting into tight ends like TJ Hawkinson. Like that has basically been what their passing game is all about. So I think there's Swift at 16 bucks is actually like kind of basically in too good of a spot to fail because <laughs> yeah. basically, basically no matter which way the game goes, as you said, like if they actually do put it on Chicago or at least keep the game close because their pass rush, everything good for running backs overall. But it's either if, if they, if the bears have their get right game, like God in heaven, please have a get right game against the damn lines, uh, Chicago bears. Um, that's still good news for, uh, for Deandre Swift there because the pass is catching. Uh, I went in the same range for my guy and it's just Chuba Hubbard. I don't know where, where are you at with the whole Chuba Hubbard thing? Uh, being like how pop is he just going to be absurdly popular? Cause he's cheap and he's CMC's backup. Uh, no, I, I think that he's kind of he, he is in a range where on Yahoo he might be like the the sole guy. So I think he'll probably end up in a lot of Derrick Henry lineups. Um, but I think it really depends on what we hear out of uh, two games, the actually three games. Um, what happens with the 49ers, the Rams and the Vikings? If none of the starters are in, if, if Elijah Mitchell, uh, Daryl Henderson and Dalvin Cook are all out, then I think Madison, Trey Sermon and 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 Sony Michelle, they all kind of eat into each other's ownership. If all of those starters play, then I think that's where we see Chuba's uh, ownership really shoot through the roof. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, he's in a pretty good spot just inheriting that role in general. I think that Royce Freeman might mix in a little more i mean i, th- I kind of always thought like royce freeman was, royce freeman was a little like overrated when he was becoming like a third round draft pick in in fantasy leagues that one year but i also think he's not terrible like i think he's a functional nfl back so that makes me a little nervous in terms of chuba hubbard not like becoming 90 percent cmc like mike davis was last year as adam levitan called him but at the same time the the week three usage 21 snaps for chuba uh, five uh, for Royce Freeman on passing downs. Like that was pretty, that was pretty much like if someone's going to be a pass catcher from this backfield, it's going to be Chuba Hubbard. He had five targets in that game. So yeah, overall, I I think for the most part, you know, going against the Dallas Cowboys too, Dallas's defense has looked much better than I expected. I think that game's going to be pretty close and that's going to keep Chuba involved no matter what the game script is. Yeah. I mean, even if he's 70% CMC, we didn't see CMC go down and then Chuba and Freeman split work, right? It it was still pretty heavily weighted towards Hubbard. And I think that's what we'll see. I mean, I don't think he's going to see a 90% backfield share. If he sees a 70% backfield share, that's still like rating at a top 10 rate in the league. So that's plenty fine for me. All right. Wide receivers. Your first one is also from that same uh, Packers Steelers game we talked about earlier. 
yeah, uh, again, going back to the point of that just being a very concentrated offense. And uh, this is just uh, like, what is Devontae Adams and, and how should he be valued in daily fantasy and, and priced? And he should always be the most expensive wide receiver on the slate. And he's not. He's $33. He's priced below Cooper Cup. If he had done <laughs> last week, which we've seen him do very consistently, right? It's not like last week was yeah. the outlier. The first week one and then a little bit of week two, that's the outlier. But Adams is going to the, be the most hev- heavily utilized wide receiver in the league. He's going to get the goal line looks, which he hasn't even got yet this year. He's going to lead the league in target share like he does now after his big game last week. If if he had done that the first three weeks, he's priced up with Derrick Henry right now. Um, so theoretically, we're just getting Adams at a value. And whenever he isn't the most wide re- uh, expensive wide receiver on the slate, he's somebody that I'm going to be targeting. If we look at his combination of weighted opportunity and targets per route run, nobody's even close to him right now. Um, and Pittsburgh, uh, I mean, you mentioned the matchup uh, for Aaron Jones, but just from a schedule adjusted point, they are second in schedule adjusted points allowed to running backs, but 14th to wide receivers. So you can make the yeah. argument that they are a pass funnel. I'm on your side. I don't really care about that this week. I think those two guys just have great games. I actually think you can make the argument. You can play them together. Um, yeah, a little note about Yahoo specifically. I, I track the winners every week for, for the baller. And every week we've seen a mini correlation of a running back with another player, two player stack with a running back and either one of his teammates or an opposing pass catcher. Um, and, and that tracks across other sites that tracks going back to last year's so the running back and, and another player in the same game is a very important correlation to pay attention to. And I think Aaron Jones and Devonte could be an interesting one this week. That is really good to know. That is interesting. I did not know that that's, that's a good nug by you, TJ. And it kind of leads, cause we don't have to talk about my, um, expensive wide receiver we already talked about Stefan Diggs earlier you, you get the message there so let's talk about your second receiver pick who ironically from the same game I just talked about with Chuba Hubbard DJ Moore uh, for the Carolina Panthers is your pick I don't know how to feel about this game either by the way it's 51 and a half point over under um, obviously Dallas four and a half point home favorite but like man Dallas's offense I feel like can they're so good which yes. is great but I feel like they could attack you so many different ways like they could sting you on the ground they can we know they can sting you through the air I think those Cowboys receivers will be popular almost every single week more might go a little uh, underlooked getting a boost with CMC out of the mix here yeah I mean you talked about John Paulson using your work type up Jalen Waddle. How about your work type up DJ Moore um, going into the <laughs> season, like kind of finally put it all together, right? Uh, yes, 74th exactly. percentile or higher in success rate versus um, every type of coverage. And, and that's translated with uh, to him being the guy that we were kind of hoping he would be. He's six in target share, 10th in air yard share. 10 plus targets per game and he's priced behind 17 wide receivers at $20. Uh, the, the reason I especially like more and you're kind of asking me, how do I think this game will go? We're not sure how this game is going to go. Teams are throwing at the second highest rate in neutral game script against the Cowboys. So if the game's close, they're throwing against the Cowboys. If Cowboys get up big because of that offense, well, they're going to have to throw anyway. So uh, I like Carolina to just basically throw at a very high rate this uh, this week. And, and DJ Moore already averaging 10 targets. This is a spot where you could easily see 12, 13 targets in this game. Love that. Love that call. Um, only 20, too. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy how, how cheap it's he is. It's disrespectful. Yeah. It's disrespectful to DJ if, Moore, who's been I mean, awesome to start this year. 
Yeah, we we have a DJ Moore and a Jacoby Brissett. So if you're if you're getting Derrick Henry, there's plenty of ways to get to Derrick Henry this week. Love that. Yeah, there are plenty of ways you can access the forty one dollars of Derrick Henry. Again, very glad I didn't put in my fades uh, section for this podcast. I'm really that would have looked really stupid so far. By the way, yeah, TJ's talked about all these ways to get to, to play Derrick Henry. I'm gonna tell you, don't do it and look like an idiot when he shoves 150 yards and a touchdown at the bare minimum uh, into my face. So yeah, no, I mean. DJ Moore, I can't say enough good things about the player. He's he's one of the best like development guys that we've seen in recent history. I think he is firmly established as a thir- top thirteen receiver at worst rest of season, and and I think he's up there in terms of like real life players too. So go so, top twelve, come on, Matt. Go top twelve. If you're going to say thirteen, go top twelve. But I'm staying firm to when I actually write down my rest of season rankings. That is where I literally have okay. the 13s. I know it's, it seemed like a stupid like way to. I I, I, <laughs> I actually kind of one. I actually kind of like to do that, by the way, because <laughs> I feel like there are so many of these arbitrary, you know, there's top 12, which is wide receiver one or whatever um, that we talk about. And then it's like, oh, he's a top 15 player. He's a top 24 play. I like to say things like I would I'd say he's a top 16 receiver rest of season or yeah. I would say he's a top 32. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't be playing DJ more at twenty one dollars, but at 20, give me DJ. Yeah, Moore right. Day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is the stupid stuff we can do when there is these arbitrary little cutoffs or prices or whatever. Um and listen, leading into my next pick, when you get Brandon Ayuk at 15 bucks, baby, Brandon Ayuk is back, okay? All right? I know we got the touchdown on Sunday Night Football, but he was second on the team in routes run. The whole Trenton Sherfield thing, that's in the past. If you can profit anyway off of people still wondering, like, is Brandon Ayuk still the doghouse or whatever? 15 bucks, man? I mean, he. this should be a pretty high-flying game. I know that Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy Garoppolo and, like, I'm telling you, for for me and everybody else in the Brandon Ayuk fan club, it's just going to be tough with Jimmy out there, okay? It's just going to be – it's not going to be as good as it can be because Jimmy is going to – like, he's going to never come off his first read. He's going to – um by the way, oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo is my least favorite type of quarterback because he's so conservative but still makes boneheaded mistakes. But um, Jimmy's not going to come off his first read. He's he's going to throw it. Even if it's Debo on a contested slant route, he's going to throw that contested slant route to Debo Samuel because it's shorter. Um, but at the same time, Seattle has been an exploitable defense overall. Their cornerbacks are not very good. I think that Brandon Ayuk um, – after having, you know, six targets and playing well on Sunday Night Football from a routes run perspective, from a target perspective, he's back in weekly consideration at $15. I think there's a really good ceiling there. Yeah, I, I really don't have a, a strong read on Ayuk just because Debo has been getting so much work. And I, I still think there's a, a Kittle breakout game coming. Um, I mean, and Kittle still saw 24% target share this week. So so I don't know how clean this target share is going to be going forward. I, I'm actually tempted to make the argument that like Debo is a, is a sell high because of the Ayuk ascension and, and Kittle yeah. um, getting work. But but I would say that with what we saw the, the Packers do to the Niners last week and and just kind of the, how the Niners defenses looked in general. I do think um, stacking the Seattle side and bringing it back with a San Francisco pass catcher is a very intriguing option. Yeah, and why not just get the cheapest one of those sure. three? By the way, isn't it? It's wild that eleven players have scored touchdowns for the Forty Niners uh, so far this season, and zero of them have been George Kittle. I mean, like it's it's just <laughs> no matter what this guy does, he's never going to break four touchdowns in a season, is he? It's so sad. Like, can't we just get six? I know. Six. What, That's all I, we're asking for. Is is he is he tied in Julio? Is he is George Kittle tied in Julio? I think <laughs> if you haven't posed that question to Twitter yet, you should um you should just throw that out there and 
I mean, see how it goes. He's a great player. <laughs> They're both great players. So, yeah. All right, let's move. Speaking of tight ends, let's move to tight ends. Uh, your first guy is $21, Noah Fant. Yeah, I actually think Fant is one that people might kind of turn their nose up at um, on Yahoo because he's priced up kind of near the uh, elite tight ends and I actually think it's appropriate. I, I think Fant mm. is um, getting the usage that that we should see from that like Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson tier. He's, he's fifth in target share at tight end Denver. Um, they were already down Jerry Judy and and I don't know what people's sentiment is on KJ Hamler, but I think losing him um, is something that Denver is is at least going to it's notice. I, uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's important and um, I, I think it only solidifies Fant's target share uh, in this offense. And I, I talked about Miami Indy being a game that I, I like to sneaky go over. This is a game I, I think can sneakily hit the over. Um, both of these defenses are facing top seven passing rates in neutral game script. Offenses, when they're playing against these teams, they've opted to throw the ball. Both of these quarterbacks are, are very efficient quarterbacks. So they've both thrown the deep ball at a very high rate. Um, surprising for Teddy Bridgewater, not surprising for Lamar Jackson. And Teddy Bridgewater is, is third in adjusted yards per pass attempt. So I like pass catchers that are tied to efficient quarterbacks. So this is a game where even though the defenses are good, um, I'd rather bet on good quarterbacks or efficient quarterbacks at least. And, and I like a, a decently high scoring game. And if that happens, Fant is going to get a lot of the targets in that contest. Yeah, I think Fant's the most intriguing one of these high end tight ends, especially with Darren Waller not on the main slate. Um, obviously, you can always go with Kelsey or, or one of the or TJ Hawkinson. But I feel like from the non obvious ones, uh, Fant is a good bet there. So for that reason, I did not go with any of those kind of mm-hmm. higher name guys. I kind of went. I agree. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't think you can really jam them in this week. Like I think it's I think it's kind of Kelsey or or Derrick Henry or Josh Allen, and I think it's Josh yeah. Allen or Henry, like kind of by a big margin. And obviously Kelsey's great, but just his his price relative to the field compared to the other positions, I just don't know that you can bank on it. It's aggressive. Um, you haven't been able to bank on. Kyle Pitts so far this year. I don't know. I don't know what the hell the Falcons are doing, man. I mean, Matt Ryan, he's in the Dalton zone in terms of like his passes that have traveled 10 plus area. What is happening? I think it's it's sub like 20%. He's the yeah. second lowest in terms of percentage passes that have traveled 10 plus air yards. It's him and Andy Dalton below 20%. It's I, I don't know what's going on there, man. It's really bad. Um, so that's why I'm telling you to play Kyle Pitts. But this is one of those. Okay, so last week it was the same thing where I don't know if I said it on this podcast or one of the other ones where so many shows, who knows? The Josh Allen and, and the Bills passing game like hadn't had that big smash game yet. And Washington's defense hadn't really had that. We're really good, you know, uh, explosion yet. It was like one was something was going to have to give there. Uh, one of them gave all the way. Washington's defense got crushed by Buffalo. Crushed. We know that. Is this going to be the same thing with the Falcons uh, and, and and Washington's defense? Mm-hmm. Are we just at a point where Washington, from a deep ball perspective, has been as bad as the Detroit Lions? They've allowed the same amount of completions of 15-plus air yards as the damn Lions. So nobody's going to play Kyle Pitts 16 bucks in a game that could, I think be a little attractive from a back and forth perspective in fantasy. We know the Falcons defense confirms stinks. So confirmed. I don't know, man. I think that Kyle Pitts has some reasonable uh, upside here at $16. 
Um, I wrote up pits on, on four for four this week for pretty much the same exact reasons. I mean, it's uh, Washington, when you adjust for strength of schedule, they're bottom six in the league and, and point, points allowed to the position. And we talked about wait, going back to week two, we talked about like that was the Titans. If they don't get it done this week, this is the, the we're, we're pretty much done with this offense. That was obviously yep. way earlier. <laughs> if Atlanta can't get it done four weeks in the season against a Washington team that, uh, couldn't couldn't slow down Daniel Jones, then um, I, I think I might be all out on on the Falcons. This is kind of my my last dart throw at them, and and it is with Pitts as well. Yeah, except the problem is TJ. The next week, I was just looked this up. I'm pretty sure they play the Jets next week. So it's like we're gonna and the Jets we're defense hasn't to, been that sure. hasn't been that bad. But like they're gonna have. I think there are a lot of teams that are kind of on notice this week. You know the the bears are definitely on notice. Like if they can't figure it out against the lions, like what are we doing here? So, uh, but the Falcons are like sort of on notice. They're going to have another shot at it next week, but I don't know, man is definitely, um, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling comfortable. Let's just put it that way. Tell me your next tight end pick also attached to the quarterback you hyped up earlier. You talk, said who you hyped up earlier. Yeah, and, and you talked about Jalen Waddle um, last week with Brissett, and I think it is notable when we have quarterback changes to note these changes in target shares. Um, the, the quarterbacks just kind of have their guys, and we saw the the Dolphins had their, their full array of weapons last week with Will Fuller active, and we still saw 26% of the targets go to Mike Gusecki. Um He is our top two value under $15 on 4 for 4. I've kind of outlined why I like this game uh, multiple times already and being able to throw against this uh, Colt secondary. And uh, if we're going to pay down, I'm just kind of going to bank on that. uh, The new quarterback throwing, and it's not because it is a tight end, but that's who he decided to throw to Um, when the new quarterback favors those players. A lot of times that, that holds up. So um, I'm, I'm going to pay 13 bucks to see if Kaseki keeps getting the targets. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, maybe it is like a Tua thing that it just re- really doesn't work with Gasecki for whatever reason. But um, I mean, hey, let's put it this way. The whole offense looks better when Tua is not in there. So maybe Gasecki oh, is. The- oh, put that <laughs> on Twitter. Put that on Twitter. I mean, it's true. It's true, though. <laughs> like, I mean, not that Jacoby Brissett came in there and lit the world on fire, but it's at least a little like every time Fitz gets in there, oh, every time man. Jacoby Brissett gets in there, like damn offense runs a lot better than when Tua is back there. I'm just, I mean, it is what it is, buddy. There's at some point that just. Facts are facts. I like Tua enough too, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. Uh, if ever he can get off IR, we'll 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 see. Uh, my pick is Tyler Higby, fourteen bucks a tight end. Maybe this is like hyper regret from not having playing him last week when I should have just stuck with that. But I don't think so. I mean, Higby's always got a good week to week outlook. He gives you exposure to Matthew Stafford, who's lighting the world on fire at quarterback. Only fourteen dollars. I mean, his his routes run are fourth on the team at seventy eight. It's not as ideal as it was in week one, where it looked like he was just going to be you know, a smash play every single week, but he's basically still running the tight end room all by himself. Uh, So I think at 14 bucks, I'm going to be tempted to play him every week at that just because it's cheap exposure to the Rams offense. Yeah, I mean, and uh, it's it's going to be people are going to stack the offense, but uh, you can only play so many combinations, and people are going to start with Cooper Cup, look to Woods, and and then um, hey, tight ends just weird this week. I, th- I think people are are going to be on on Kelsey and, and Kittle, uh, and then I don't think anybody's going to be overly popular. So I don't think you need to worry about yeah. a player like Higby, Pitts, anyone that we've really talked about here. I don't think you have to worry about if you like them, play them. Yeah. Totally makes sense. It's a it's a good week to go like kind of cheap, I think, there as we've discussed. All right, defense. We talked about the Jets offense, not good. Titans defense not good either, but you want to play the Titans defense. Uh yeah, but the the Jets um not not gooder. 
Uh, Titans. Yeah, are... no, I mean, still worse, basically. <laughs> uh, Titans are favored by seven uh, against the Jets. Uh, Jets are implied for just 18 points. They've allowed the second highest adjusted sack rate, according to Football Outsiders. And, and the one spot Tennessee has been decent, um, 11th in adjusted sack rate. Uh, if, if we look at some other DFS sites, which is an a interesting way to find value, compare values across sites, value top three or four on other sites um, priced behind 14 defenses on Yahoo. The Titans are wow. so um, a, a clear inefficiency in salary there. And we should look to attack that at 13 bucks. Yeah, no, I think that makes a ton of sense. And when you look at just overall, the, we're not, we're not asking them to stop the opponent's offense. We're asking them to get sacks and turnovers. And it's tough to not imagine getting some sacks and turnovers against old Zach Wilson, the way things are going there um, in the same way. The Dolphins defense has underperformed to me so far to start this year, but I am definitely comfortable playing them at 12 bucks because they're playing Carson Wentz. Okay. Simple as that. Like I know Quentin Nelson is hurt. I know the offensive line has had injuries, but it's not really a coincidence that every team that Carson Wentz plays for suddenly has a bad offensive line. Sacks are quarterback stat. Yeah. Put it, put it on my tombstone. Put it on his tombstone, folks. And like the Dolphins have been rushing the passer reasonably well from a pressure rate perspective. So I think you can force old Carson Wentz into some mistakes in this spot. Again, say I want I definitely want to save on defense this week, whether it is with the Titans or the Dolphins in just good matchups uh, overall there. Yeah. And if um, if this is a spot where uh the, the Colts secondary is going to keep putting them in spots where Wentz has to throw more Then that's just that many more opportunities um, for a team like the Dolphins. Absolutely. All right, let's talk flexes. Give me your flex for this week. Brandon Cooks at $19. He's one of five players with at least 30% of his team's targets and an air yard share above 40%. Uh, he's opposite a, a Buffalo game that we've already talked about. Uh, Josh Allen and pretty much all of his pass catchers are going to be pretty popular. Uh, Brandon Cooks will be a relatively popular bring back, but um, he definitely won't be as popular as these other guys. And he is the pretty much the same salary as Beasley um, and Emmanuel Sanders. So when people are looking to get access to this game and not in a stack it's going to be with those guys not with brandon cook so um i like him there and again i, I kind of talked about this with uh the panthers and the cowboys teams are throwing at the sixth highest rate in neutral game mm. script against the bills so already getting uh, a defense that's being thrown heavily against and then if they fall behind the texans that much more opportunity to throw um it's going to cooks yeah i expect them to fall behind in this game Spoiler i expect alert. them to fall behind <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, Brandon Cooks has been a, a target monster. He's been, he's a good player too. So he's earning that volume as well. It's not just like, well, it's Brandon Cooks and nobody else. Like he's he's been performing with it as well. So yeah, I do agree. Like if you're going to stack Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, like the $19 bring back with Brandon Cooks makes a ton of sense. And in that same way, obviously the Chiefs game will be popular. I like bringing back any Chiefs stacks with Devontae Smith. I know he didn't have like the best game overall, Last week, I know he didn't have like huge explosive stat line because of old uh, Jalen Hurts there, but um, there was also like, mm-hmm. was that a contested play? Was that a drop? Whatever. <laughs> I don't care about that stuff. Like Smith has been getting a ton of opportunity, and I think overall he's been playing well with it. This Chiefs defense is also not very good overall too. So I think from in a high scoring game, to say, to the, say the least. Uh, so I think overall in a high scoring game, Smith has been getting the volume from an air yards perspective. From a, a like he's their only downfield guy. Like you can get Jalen Rager the ball and screen 
screens, but like from in terms of your downfield weapons, it's basically Devonte Smith yeah. there. Um, that's going to be the first read. You know, even to the point that I was talking. Who was I talking about this with on a on a show? Um, oh, I was talking with. Um, with Ray Garvin from uh, FTN and Destination Debbie, he pointed this out that uh, they the Eagles actually, because Hertz was just not coming off one read, was just throwing to the first guy on one side of the field. The Eagles actually had to move Devontae Smith to that side so that Hertz <laughs> would get him as his first read during that yes. Dallas game, which I didn't notice at the time. But nice. going back, that's that's actually it's great, great right? Because it's like, okay, please throw yes. to if you're not going to get off this that's read, fantastic. throw to this guy because he's our best player. So, um, nice. in a week where people definitely will not be playing Devontae Smith, um, I think that he's a decent uh, option there. Yeah, not even just as a bring back. I already mentioned Jalen Hurts. You you can stack just the Eagles side and bring it back with the Chiefs um, to, to get really unique. Yeah, there we go. A little um, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith stack and bring it back with Tyree Kill or something. Tyree Kill is pretty appealing at 30 bucks as well. Um, all right, let's talk fades. Some things we're not into. Um, TJ, you're not into Mike Davis. Please tell us tell us why. <laughs> Well, no. So surprisingly, I actually think Mike Davis is going to fall into like a a, a medium high rostered rate just really? because um, I yeah, Ugh. just because he's so cheap. It, he's so cheap. And, and uh, there the the running back pool is actually kind of shallow this week. Like it's not very intriguing um, at, at the top or the bottom. So I, I think Davis is going to fall into a decent amount of rosters. I think people are going to look at this game enough. I mean, you, you talked about um, Kyle Pitts. I think People are just going to look at both these defenses and end up falling on onto some uh, some shares of of everybody. But Davis only fifty five percent touch share. He only has two rushes inside the ten yard line, just one target inside the ten yard line. Uh, Washington they ranked thirtieth and 29th in, in schedule adjusted fantasy points against quarterbacks and wide receivers, but they went ranked twelfth against running backs. I promise a shout out to Tank Williams. He jumped in the mentions when we were talking about Cordell Patterson when I was talking about him on Twitter and, and the snap rates. Davis seventy five. 64 and 60 um, in the first three weeks. Patterson going the other way, 33, 33, and then up to 42 last mm. week. So they're trending in different directions in terms of usage. And uh, uh, again, I, I just think people are accidentally going to get on Davis, and I, I am not advising that. That at would all. be an accident, uh, a bad accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Arthur Smith, shout out to you, buddy. You became a head coach just oh, just man. to make Cordero Patterson a featured player in your offense. What a what an accomplishment. What an achievement there. My fate is Najee Harris at 21. Uh, I think from like a price to workload standpoint, Najee is very appealing at 21. So I totally get yeah. why he will be very popular. At the same time, though, because I think he might end up being a rather popular play, I hate this matchup for the Steelers. I know Green Bay's defense is not very good, but they can at least be opportunistic. And, and I mean, I'm sorry, but Ben Roethlisberger is just not like a starting level NFL quarterback right now. Um, and even in negative game script, like the fact that Deontay Johnson is back and limited at practice, I think he's got a good, a better than 50-50 shot to play. And yeah, I've legitimately seen people like hyping up the 19 targets that um, Najee Harris I was just going to say, you're not, count- you're not counting on that every week? No! He's not pacing for 300 no. targets? No, no. I was like, wow, he's already developing like as a as a true featured pass catcher. No, I mean, he he's a good receiving back. Fine. But he got 19 targets because Ben needs like a little whoopee, a little blanky receiver or whatever. And he lost Deontay in that role because Deontay is their best route runner. He's always open. So it's like, well, I guess I'll like I, I can't I certainly can't throw downfield to chase Claypool. I can do it 15 times and get 90 yards. Um, so I, let me just keep dumping the little to my binky the to, to Najee Harris. Yeah, I mean, give me a break. 
So no, forget it. Like 21 bucks also because if you're you're going to pay you can pay up for running back this week. We we're advising that obviously with Derrick Henry and Aaron mm. Jones and all these guys up there. You're going to do that like you're not going to come back to the $21 with Najee Harris. You're going to look sort of in that as you mentioned, it depends on the news with the rest of these guys. You know, the Alexander Madison at $19, Daryl Henderson or Sony Michelle sub 20 bucks against a, a, a Cardinals defense that's struggling with their run fits right now. Chuba Hubbard at $17. So you're going to, I would look at that tier rather than the Najee Harris here. Maybe I'm overestimating how popular he's going to be, but I just, I don't. No, he's going to be, he's going to be. Okay. Popular. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, um, no thanks. I'm looking forward to our weekly Steelers podcast called Ben Needs a Wooby. I'm very excited about that spinoff. <laughs> ben Needs a Wooby. Yeah, well, it's definitely, um, it's definitely it's definitely true. It's a fact. All right, TJ, this has been awesome. Tell the people if they found this through the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast feed, tell them all about the DFS MVP feed. Uh, find it on the 4 for 4 channel on uh, all podcast or uh, YouTube streams or just go to 444.com. Find it there. Also find it on my Twitter at TJ Hernandez uh, doing Yahoo and all other DFS content uh, multiple times a week on that DFS MVP feed. So make sure you check that out. Hell yeah, we'd love to see it. If you found this from the DFS MVP feed, please check out the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I'm only on there two other shows of the week. So if you hated me during this while just wanting to get TJ's advice, uh, I'm not always on the Fantasy Football Forecast feed. So uh, you'll get some other brilliant, beautiful, smart people there as well. But seriously, we got shows basically every day of the week at this point. Uh, Lots of good stuff. So please check it out. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Good luck in week four, everybody. I'm at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. That's at TJ Hernandez on Twitter. And of course, check the entire group out at Yahoo Fantasy. We are out.